0: So Hi everybody, sorry it's taken me so long to do another episode, I promise the next one won't take as long. On this week's episode I speak to Iranian-Australian musician and all-around good guy, Nadi Neruzian. Uh, if you cast your minds back two and a half months, I spoke to Jen, the lead singer of the band Temptress. Nadi is the lead guitarist, he's also a solo musician and he, he also had a viral video out a few months ago, he was a a guy wearing high viz that started playing piano inside of a mall in sydney so i'll post the links to that check that out as well i hope you all enjoyed this conversation we also touch on very important things happening in the world especially in iran and this week's bitchy with mitchy so sit back relax and i hope you all enjoy this chat with an amazing musician cheers hey everybody sorry it's taken so long to finally get around to doing another one of these and in that awesome introduction you'll see You'll see me list a few of his bona fides, but I'd like to introduce Nadi Naruzian. How are you today, sir?
1: Very good, mate. How are you?
0: That's good. So yeah, you wouldn't have heard that introduction I'm going to do, but I'll tell you, it's going to be awesome. Uh, where do we find you today?
1: Sweet. I am uh, home. I just got back home from work and uh, I had a busy day in the office as well, um, although it's just pissing down rain here in Sydney. We couldn't yeah. really do much in the off- in the on site, but the office was pretty busy.
0: Yeah, so... As I've introduced, obviously, um, a few, uh, if you cast your minds back, oh gosh, two and a half months ago now, I spoke to Genevieve of the band Temptress, and uh, Nadi is another member of that awesome band, so talk thought Nadi would talk to you today about sort of the genesis of your your musical career, how you got started, um, a little bit about your solo stuff, and talking a little bit about something that's close to your heart. Um See, I haven't done this for a while. As you can tell, I'm pretty pretty rusty, but uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this this podcast has two main, main topics. It's about storytelling, which we'll delve into shortly, but this is first part where we have a good old whinge wine soak or get something off our chest. So, Nadia, I was wondering, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy this week to kick things off?
1: Yeah, mate, go ahead.
0: All right, so you were just saying to me before that something pressing going on close to your heart uh, from, your, from your home of Iran, I was just wondering... Just shed some light as to what's going on and tell us a bit about what's ailing you, please.
1: Yeah, mate. Um, So um, this is something pretty serious. Um, I know you um, normally get giggles and laughs in this section of your podcast, but um, this is pretty serious. Um, So like you said, I'm originally from Iran and um, I would like to winge about what's going on there at the moment. So about two weeks ago, Um, A 22-year-old Iranian girl called um, Mahsa Amini was arrested um, in Iran by the mortality police um, for not covering herself properly. While she was in custody, she was beaten so hard that um, she went to a coma and she died the following day. Um, So when Iranian people heard the news, they took it to the streets and they started protesting against what happened to Mahsa herself and what has been happening to all the Iranian women throughout the years. Um, Mitch, just to uh, for you to let you know, um, Iranian women, if they want to get out of their houses, they have to fully cover, regardless of what um, religions or beliefs they have. Yep. Anyhow, so they started protesting um, on the streets um, on the first day, and um, when the protests broke, um, the Iranian government officials started suppressing people. So. They started bashing um, people with um, buttons and tear gases. They started shooting directly towards them and killing them. Um, And they also shut down the internet so that nobody can communicate with the outside world. Um, So far, so many have been killed and so many have been arrested just because the normal Iranian people want a normal life. They want to be free. They want freedom. They want to be like us. Because we are free we we are we want like we we can do whatever we want to do here in Australia we can dress however we would like to we can't go out without any restrictions they want the same thing but they can't because they have to go out fight for it and they have to um, I mean they're getting killed for it as well so um, in this section I just wanted to ask my Australian friends to be our voice I want them to um, tell everybody about this because um, the Iranian people cannot communicate with the outside world because there's no internet. Um, Yeah. So I wish um, all the people around the world happiness and um, freedom. And also um, I wish the same thing for my people in Iran as well. And uh, sorry if this was pretty sad, but uh, I can't really talk happy when I'm not happy.
0: No, that's exactly what this is for. And I commend you for raising such a, I guess you, I'll, we'll call it like I'll refer to it as a problem or referring like raising awareness of something that's so dire. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I was unaware of what was happening or what is happening in Iran and um, yeah. to, to raise such an important thing like that. Um, no, nah, man, absolute kudos to you that that's what this section all about. You know, if it's close to your heart and it's an important subject such as this, then yeah, by all means everyone out there, please do yeah. some, I'm going to personally do some research into it and um, find out what I can, but, uh, yeah man 100 percent kudos to you and I'm truly truly sorry to hear what's happening and as sort of as you spoke about here in Australia we, we are very fortunate you know being a, a wealthy country and being a you know having a chance to lead the lives we want to lead and it sort of makes you I guess grateful it makes you like in your own sort of circumstances like mine I suppose makes me grateful to be able to live in this country and to sort of be able to do what I want We, I guess we don't often stop and think about those who might be suffering as well so if you're out there listening, always be kind to your fellow human whether you don't know what their walk of life might be that's why i look at people and see them as icebergs you only see on the surface and what's visible underneath you don't know what's going on so i think it's important to be kind and yeah nadi thanks for raising such a an important topic
1: yes bro thanks for letting me say that to be honest it it means a lot
0: that's all right that's what this is all about like it's about getting to know you like i wanted you on because you have a cool story like i I really dig your music, and you know, to to know that the you know the humble beginnings of how someone comes to be, and not forgetting where you come from, I think is important too. So yeah, if you're out there listening, please just be kind and and do some research as to what's going on around the world. I know I will be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> that's all, that's
0: okay. So do you do you uh, obviously you're from Iran, and do you have m- like much family that come over with you, or do you did you come over by yourself, or mostly family back no, home? I- or?
1: I came here by myself in 2013, um, and everybody's back home now. So um, it was a weird feeling in the first couple of days because the internet was shut. I couldn't really contact them, and I was actually terrified to death for them because I wasn't sure what's going to happen to them. You know what I mean? So um, it was it was pretty hectic. But yeah, I'm I'm by myself here, and yeah.
0: Well, I, he, I'm sending my best man. Hopefully your family's will do well and um you know we'll we'll keep an eye on as what happens and uh you know we'll we'll uh, we'll keep an ear to the wall and see how that all sort of pans out and please keep me updated and you know we'll give updates as well and find ways for people to to spread the word.
1: No worries, I will be, No
0: worries. Before we sort of delve into your your musical story and sort of the genesis of I guess my bitch of the week, you know it's um it's not really a big deal but you know how you sort of like your old brain lets you down sometimes like my brain of late has been absolute mush like forgetting when my keys are or you know forgetting i forgot to go to the doctors yesterday just stuff like that so yeah my bitch i
1: I forgot my dad's name once so you're you're better than me
0: (laughs) i just refer to my dad as dickhead (laughs) 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 he refers to me as the same so (laughs) yeah Yeah, apologies (laughs) for my amateurism it's i haven't done this for a while i'm sort of out of sorts but and it's true, everyone, if you don't use it, you do lose it. <laughs>
1: yeah, correct. <laughs>
0: righty. so we'll, um, we'll transition to the next part. So for yeah, me, man. I like to do to sort of get to know the guests, I guess in kind of like a sort of like a timeline sense and sort of to know about the humble beginning. So for you, Nadi, what was the genesis of your love for music and how did you sort of come to being in the band of Tempest? Like where did it all start for you?
1: Yeah, okay, so... I'll go way back to when I was seven years old. Um, this was the year that the movie Titanic was released. And uh, um, back then my sister had like a toy keyboard that I used to use to play with. Um, and when the movie was released, everybody was talking about that theme song from Celine Dion. And I started mimicking the basic notes to that song. And then my parents were like, Oh, you can do that. Do you want to go you know, learn how to play music? And I was interested in, um, in that so it, it kind of began then um, flash forward uh, 10 years roughly or maybe five yeah eight to 10 years um i got introduced to um metal music just by accident um a friend of mine gave me a um, a disc of um songs from different artists and one of them was nothing is matters by metallica um, and I went, when I listened to that song, I was like, this is different. I just want to know who this person or the band is, and I asked my friend, and they were like, oh, this is Metallica. I'm like, oh, Metallica, they they sound pretty pretty soft for what I've heard from them, and um, he was like, no, no, they're pretty hard. This is just a softer version of what they do, and he gave me all those um, different tracks of Metallica and similar bands, like and the Slayer and stuff like that, and then yeah, that kind of began, the journey began, and I, I wanted to become um, one of them. Um, the, the funny thing was, like, when I started music, um, I started with a piano. So I wanted to um, play metal and rock songs with the piano. I could do the notes, but obviously the sound was absolutely different. So I wanted to buy the guitar and, you know, um, try to create the same sound as these guys create. So yeah, um picked up the first guitar and started learning how to how to play it. Um flash forward um another five six years uh, I I went um like I became a member of a few bands back home in Iran although this was not um really popular music over there so we started doing some underground gigs and stuff like that and then Eventually, I wanted to get out because um, the market over there is not really um, a good market for such um, genre. So I got out, I came to Australia, started studying initially um, to be able to get my visa sorted. And um, yeah, 2014 was the first, like I came here in 2013. And a year after, just on the 1st of um, January, on the New Year's Eve, um, I had my first gig with Temptress. Um, funny enough, as a bass player, a feeling bass player. And um, yeah, so this was the first time that I played with Tentis, but like I said, a feeling member and a bass player, not even a guitarist. <laughs> it's pretty funny enough. <laughs> and um, yeah, so again, a few years after that, they offered me the the, the job of being their guitarist because the other guitarist um, left the band And um, I I was um, part of another band called Black Rain when I was studying, basically. I didn't have time to join Temptress either. So I mentioned to them, sorry, you can't do that this time, but maybe next time. And um, um, when um, Hoff left the band, the previous lead guitarist of Temptress, they offered me the role again. And I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. So we we talked about what the plans were and um, they were talking about the album, the, the previous album, Ritual Warfare. Album number six, and um how they want that to be to sound, and um the deal that they had with uh, with the record label and stuff like that. and uh, yeah, we started working together. So yeah, that's the full journey. <laughs>
0: that's cool. So here we are what eight years later, and uh, working on you've you've all you've all been sort of recording for the newest album, haven't you? Like I think Genevieve last time I spoke to her said she was going to do vocals and he had seen updates happening. So how has it been sort of going through this album recording as opposed to some of the uh, previous albums? Has there been many differences in terms of production or sound or anything like that?
1: Um, yeah. So uh, with this, uh, with the previous album, Ritual Warfare, um, one of the tracks was mine, um, but most of the album was already written when I joined the band with this one. It's pretty different because I um, I had some ideas and I sent to them and they 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 have like Fox um, and Genevieve incorporated some of my idea my ideas into the into the album as well. Um, the difference, um, the main difference of this album from the previous albums is that this this one has got a concept behind it, um, and um, yeah, we've been working on on the whole thing since uh, I think it was March that we decided to start working on the album and. Uh, we just recently finished recording and sent the tracks for the final mix and master. Hopefully, we can get those tracks in, in a couple of weeks' time and we can send it to the record label for pressing.
0: Oh, awesome. So after you get it mastered and mixed and you send it to the record label, does it generally take long before you you make a release? Or how did, like what happens? So How long do you see it taking to the album actually comes out?
1: Yeah, so uh, it normally takes... Um, like, say, four to six months because the pressing takes some time um, and there's, like, a planning behind the whole thing. So um, we we think that it's going to get released in the first quarter of next year, hopefully. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's just, um, I mean, like, writing and recording itself, which is, like, a time-consuming process by itself, um, pressing and getting things ready and, you know, Creating discs and stuff like that—that also takes a long time. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the first quarter next year, we will be able to release the album.
0: Watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. Has it sort of now we're in a sort of a post-COVID world? Has have you found that like doing going through the process of making an album or even performing? And uh, you do have tour dates coming up, which we'll announce shortly. But and during like now that we're in a post-COVID world, what different, what key differences have you noticed? in making music do you think like what are some of the big differences as opposed to what it was before
1: um yeah i think i think the the thing that we learned through the covid phase was we could use stuff online not to be like i mean i don't physically have to go to the studio to write music with fox anymore we can send ideas online and um this was, I think, this was one of the learnings that we learned through COVID because we, we were um, stuck in our houses. We had to um, basically collaborate together um, within our rooms. So this was the first thing that I, like, we, we learned um, for, for the album. And obviously, um, with COVID hopefully done and dusted by the release of this album, um, we won't have any restrictions of numbers of people attending the gigs. Um, which kind of helps um, promoting the whole thing, because um, when we um, when we were going through COVID, um, we we still had some gigs here and there, but the numbers were like limited, and people normally wouldn't buy tickets because they weren't sure if the gig was going to go ahead or not. And most of the time, it was the case like the gigs were getting cancelled and stuff like that because there was an outbreak of I don't know like a COVID um, location somewhere and. People couldn't get to the to the um, to the gigs because um, um, because of those um, restrictions.
0: Yeah, well, I remember Jen was saying um, in her bitchy with she Actually, she said that one of the biggest letdowns were the airlines. You know, like you you book a gig in, you buy flights or whatever, and you know. And she said you, you just weren't sure. I mean, it, even now, even now that we are sort of what a year or whatever since lockdown sort of ended. I still hear people's flights still being delayed or canceled. So the, the airline industry still seems like it's struggling a bit. So, yeah,
1: that's, that's right.
0: and that can directly correlate with touring or going to a gig. So I get people's hesitance. It's a shame though, because a lot of people sort of take the arts for granted. I've spoken to a few musicians such as yourself and, you know, the one common thread they saw sort of spoke about during COVID was, you know, lack of numbers, not being able to perform. And for many of people, it's this it's their primary source of income so i think now that the arts industry is sort of starting to thrive again it's important to to be able to go and see live shows so if you're out there anyone and and if you're able to go see a gig go see temptress like i've played a few of their tracks before and I'll i'll include the streaming links in the episode description but these guys can perform and i guarantee you will go and have a good time so just talking about like touring and stuff. Have you you got a few tour dates coming up soon, did you say?
1: Yeah, mate. So um, tomorrow, actually, <laughs> Saturday, uh, uh, we're going to go head to Newcastle for our gig in um, one of the menus in Hamilton Station there. Um, that's my, that's then- my old neck of
0: the woods. That's where I grew up, out in Newcastle.
1: There you go. Will you be there or what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Sydney tomorrow, actually.
1: Oh, Okay. So I'll, I'll give you a good news. If you're in Sydney tomorrow um, on su- uh, on Sunday, we'll be hitting Frankie's at seven o'clock. Well, there you so go. You... We
0: should we'll, uh, should be able to figure something out. Hell yeah, that's no great. No worries, that's, that's... great,
1: that's, that's great. Yeah. So like I said, Frankie's Pizza on Sunday, and then the following weekend we're going to go to Canberra and play at the Baso there, the basement. Um, and on the 14th of October, um, which is a Friday night, we're going to come back to Sydney. And play at the Bridge Hotel in Roselle. Um these are the actually four now because of Frankie's four gigs that we've booked so far. And um yeah, that's that's about it for now. Hopefully we can get more by the end like until the end of the year and hopefully for the beginning of next year.
0: I remember um well and I'll post the link to the to so you can get tickets and stuff as well and tour to dates in the description and below. But I remember. I think it was Genevieve was saying that there's is there a birthday or something in the at the Canberra gig? She was saying it was going That's to be a right. pretty so big it's
1: Jen's one. Jen's birthday on, in the Canberra gig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good party for her, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're gonna have a couple of schooners for her. And obviously, having a gig on on your birthday, mate, it's 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 special, and it I mean, it rarely happens, you know.
0: Take <laughs> so, it to the next level.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to ruin the surprises, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool. I, was, I always like asking musicians this question too. Now, of all the yeah. years you've been playing and touring, and is there a, a specific gig or a venue that stands out as as one of your favorites?
1: Uh, well, I've played a few times in Crowbar. I don't know if you've been to Crowbar in Sydney. It used to be called the Ball Face Tag. No, I haven't. Um, no, nah, yeah. So that's... um. One of the, I think, one of the best venues in in, in Sydney itself because it's got the good um, stage. The stage is pretty big. It's got good lighting. The PA is pretty good. Um, and normally, because the, the the room itself is pretty big, normally it gets packed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love playing there. It's, it's just the best.
0: What was it, What is it about that place that sort of resonates with you, do you think? The acoustics, how it sounds, or the big crowds, or...?
1: Yeah, a combination of all of them, bro. It's just, uh, like I said, normally it gets packed. The the sound is pretty good. And um, you get good feelings um, of, I mean, good vibes of the, um, of the audience. Uh, yeah. I mean, Temptress has got its own audience. So everywhere we go, it's pretty packed anyways. But uh, it's good to have such a big room full of people.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I'll be honest. I haven't really gone to a live gig since COVID sort of ended. I've been to a a few like little pub bands here and on, cause I moved to Orange here at the start of the year and you know, it's yep. a, it's a, a lot quieter place than what I'm used to, but I haven't gone to any live gigs on, or, you know how you get the, that paint, those pangs and you want to to go and feed that habit that you've got. I need to get out and about. So, oh yeah, I yep. definitely, so I definitely want to um, get back out and see is uh, day. i got to give shout outs to as well. David Haddon was the one who, Set this one up. We call him Grover in the Footy Podcast. That's the reason we're gonna be in Sydney. So yeah. um shout outs to you, Dave. I hope you're well, champion. And I'll see you on the weekend. Um
1: Yeah, he's a great dude. I uh I got to know him when we were in Melbourne, actually, I think. And um he's just amazing. He's just um, one of the big fans of Tempries, and it was the first time that I was I saw him and yeah, he's just amazing.
0: He um no, oh, he's a super fan. He's the one that introduced me to to the band so you know shout outs to you mate curious as well so you do you do a bit of a uh, side side shows as well you're you you got a, a couple of side shows coming up is that right as well or
1: yeah so um apart from temptress which which is my main band i do my solo stuff as well yeah. um i mean like like i said i'm i'm, I'm a pianist as well so i do um, a lot of piano songs on my instagram and facebook and youtube and stuff like that uh, apart from that um last year I, I ran the first um say like biggest shred club from australia um it was um basically i invited um 25 odd guitarists other guitarists um to um accompany me in that uh, massive song it was like a 15 minute song with blocks of um 30 seconds for each person to play their solos um it it was just i mean very very hard to manage but the outcome was just outstanding. It was, it was awesome. Um, everybody liked it, um, to the fact that I had so many messages from other artists who wanted to join um, a sequel. And I was like, who the fuck wants to do a sequel? It's pretty hard. <laughs> but then because, because I had so many messages and requests and stuff, I decided to do it. So I started running like auditions because there were so many of them, I didn't want to put everybody in a song. Like having a fifty odd guitarist in a song, it's kind of get repetitive and boring. So um, I did auditions, and um, I actually invited some of um, other guitarists and artists, other artists as well. Um, the ones that I knew they would be, they would be good. So I started that, and um, it is in the making at the moment. Um, the first one was released on Australia day this year. So we started, I think it was in July last year, the whole concept started and, um, we, we could finish six months after and we could release in Australia day. This is the same case for this one, the sequel as well. Um, we're going to release it. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, we're going to finish it by the end of this year and release it on Australia day next year. So that sounds awesome. yeah, that, that's pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. I, um, I'll, I'll get the links so people can find your music and your socials and that but that sounds unreal man like yeah, cheers bro oh <laughs> so what's this what's this space ladies and gentlemen <laughs> wow <laughs> so what is a uh, apart from sort of organizing that and touring what what does the rest of the year have in store for you mate have you got any uh holidays planned or anything or what's what's in store for you
1: well um well, we'll have to see. Like, I've, I've got um, nothing booked as, like, my holiday because I think we need, um, like, I need my annual league, um, the ones that I've accrued already for temporary gigs next year somehow. Um, like, we don't know yet where we're going to be and stuff like that, but we're sending so many expressions of interest for festivals here and there. And um, hopefully if we've got some responses from them, we're going to head to Europe or uh, some other countries to play Um, Because I think um, Australia is good, don't get me wrong. Um, But for us to be bigger and better and more, um, I mean, the the name to be out there, we will have to hit Europe because that's the place for um, rock and metal music. Um, So, yeah, um, no holidays for me. so
0: far
1: um because i need my my annual leaves but hopefully the holiday and the gig will be at the same time next year sometime
0: yeah awesome so if let's say hypothetically you you do lend yourself a slot in a in a i don't know like a glastonbury or a metal festival or something like that if you could share the stage with anyone whether it be a, yep. a musician or a singer who's someone that you resonate with and who do you think you'd like to maybe perform or collaborate with do you reckon
1: Ooh, that's a hard question because there are so many bands and artists that, that I admire and I would like to be on stage with. Um, but a couple of my inspirations for metal music, I, I mentioned their names. Uh, Dream Theater obviously is the first one. Um, they, they have been uh, my go-to band from where like, um, I started playing the guitar um John Petrucci obviously he's he's a he's an amazing musician um he's like um, the, the, the sound that he creates is just phenomenal and um and yeah like I said I love to be on stage with him Jeff Loomis is another one um although I like Jeff Loomis from the Nevermore time more than um Jeff Loomis from Arch Enemy but still he's an amazing um artist and um yeah these two for sure for sure but then the rest of the people that i know that i and, and i adore I, I can't really name names but yeah there there are so many that i would like to be on stage with
0: yeah it's that's, that's always nice to sort of like have people that you resonate with and have people that not so much aspire to be but you, you know you sort of you get your i guess influence from or your motivation so that's awesome man um Right. So, yeah.
1: I'll just tell you a funny story as well. Yeah, 2017, do. Dream Theater came to Australia. And they had a gig in Sydney. In uh, where was it? I think Kudos was it? Kudos. I think it was Kudos. Um. Anyhow, so John Petrucci um, um placed a meet and greet session uh, for a hundred uh, people, and um I I kind of fought for the ticket and I got the ticket and I went and met him. The time that I saw his face, he was in Utopia in the middle of the city. Um, when I saw his face, <laughs> I cheered up and I started crying, dude. Like, I was like, and, and I couldn't stop myself. And he was like, are you all right? Mate, like, just seeing you in person, it's just overwhelming, you know. I have been adoring you and your work for pretty much all my life. And now I get to see you in person. It's just amazing, you know. So, Amen yeah that's that's just funny to see like somebody crying in the light, <laughs> you know <laughs> and not we're, not we're not talking about just the normal person we're talking about a massive dude with beard and stuff like that crying <laughs> as <fuck.
0: laughs> it just it humanizes just how much it means to you like i see i love seeing moments like that you know i love hearing about shit like that. that's why i do this thing because yeah. yeah. like it's the stories that are real it's you know and it's it's what people can resonate with it's you know and sort of to strip the curtain back and i'm sure your fans of the band and of your of your solo stuff and of your other collaborations are gonna like to get to know the real you and to know that it you know even as a performing artist as a professional you can still have that happen to you and just be absolutely blown away and to see how much it means to hear about it man i think it's yeah that's
1: right (laughs) yeah
0: i think for me like i'd love to meet Kevin Smith, he's a he's a podcaster, but he's well known for his directing his movies like Clerks. He's he's Silent Bob, and he's made twenty odd movies, and that's something I would love to meet, you know, just to pick his brain about you know podcasting techniques and you know because he's to me he's the one I aspire. I would have loved to aspire to be um, to be heaps famous and to podcast all the time. Like that's why I do this. I know this one's a little bit rusty compared to some of the ones I've done. I apologize to to yourself and everyone out there it's been a while and i i make no excuses um i need to do more <laughs> of this but um yeah so it keeps me going forward like it to, to get better each day and i'm going to start doing more and oh is there i guess while i'm rambling on um, if you could choose any arena any country or is there somewhere that you've always wanted wanted to yourself you know what i would love to play at that venue is there somewhere that's sort of like you, you would aspire to love to play or
1: um well, I, I have like I haven't been to many countries. I can't really name venues um, over there, but I've been to ANZ Studio uh, Stadium here in Sydney, and um, it's just um, one of the venues that I would like to play in, and obviously you know have all um, all the people around there as well, because it it's just it's just like the vibe is different, you know, like people are. Uh, although obviously they're they're there for a fa- very famous band, they know their songs and stuff like that. But if we could get to that level of fame and level of, uh, I mean, um, the fact that people knew us, um, I would I would like to play in in ANZ studi- Stadium because it's just it's just amazing.
0: I've been lucky enough to see if, like a few bands play. Like I think the Foo Fighters are there, ACDC, like, and just the sound was was unreal um so yeah that's
1: right that's right i I was there when when um, acdc was playing and it's just you know it was just amazing like seeing seeing this little dude jumping around and all the people resonating with what he was doing on stage it was just amazing
0: good old angus still rocking that schoolboy outfit that's right (laughs) i think um not not if but when you get there i will be there david and i'll be there front row moshing around like a pair of absolute buff heads
1: (laughs) nice deal mate
0: deal (laughs) (laughs) is there something that you any any words that you like to say to your to your to your fans or is there anything that you'd like to say to those who might be listening to this today who thinking to themselves you know what i'm keen to to follow my passions and i'm keen to do what i truly love um what what advice would you give to people who are thinking about just picking up the guitar that they love or something like that
1: yeah so just just pick it up and do it. And regardless of how hard it is, how long it's going to take, um, if it's your passion, eventually you're going to get to a place that you would like to be. Um, again, having my own story, when I was a kid back home in Iran, I couldn't really do much because of the situation over there. Um, but I didn't give up and I like persisted on what, what, what I was going to, uh, wanted to be. Um, and um, um, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of, Trying and trying and trying and eventually you'll get to the place that you want to be. Um, it's not easy. It's not within a second. It's going to take some time. Um, some some people get um, disappointed. I did get disappointed at some stage, but I didn't give in. I, I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and um, here we are now. I'm not saying like I'm really, really famous, but um, the state that I am in at the moment, I'm, I'm pretty happy with um and um like i said this used to be my dream once and now it came true so yeah just just keep pushing just keep pushing
0: i think kudos to you man like you you left your home which would have been difficult enough but to to go on and start to live out your aspirations and to be doing it to thousands of people as well like to get to see your art to get to see your craft along with some awesome you guys look pretty tight when you all perform and in your videos and stuff so to be able to have that bond uh with your fellow bandmates and you know people like david who are obsessed with you guys which is awesome i'm a fan as well he's made made me an absolute fan and it's a treat to see you know people living it out so you know kudos to you man like i i I love i love hearing that hey um cheers
1: mate thank you very much
0: so everyone we'll be right back um we just got to uh fix this zoom thing and we'll be right back like so Mitch. and we're back! Yay! <laughs> got to love a good, uh, got to love a good toilet stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing a bit about you know what's going on in and out and about. So, what what else is going on, mate? Is there something else that you wanted to to talk about? Like what what were you telling me just before that you wanted to to go over?
1: Yeah. So, um, there there was something that happened to me last year around this time, and I just wanted to mention that because. Facebook um, reminded me of all those videos that I posted last year around the same time. Um, So um, for my work, um, I I work as a safety coordinator in construction sites. Um, For my work, I used to go to uh, random places here and there. And uh, I went to a uh, Merrickville Metro Shopping Centre last year. um, And there was a communal piano piano over there, which uh, I sat behind and started playing. Um, somebody took some footage of me while I was playing there with my high on and their construction boots and stuff like that, and then posted on on in, uh, Instagram.
0: Well, that was that you? That was the viral video that went round. Yeah, news.
1: that's right. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah. So it, it was it was so funny because um, one of the engineers contacted me a couple um, hours after that thing was posted. And he was like, oh, yeah, go and check it out. You are on, on that page. And I'm like, oh, what page? What are we talking about? And he's like, oh, just go and check it out and you'll find out. And then I went there and it was just absolutely viral. I was like, ooh, what's going on here? So many views within like a couple of hours. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just mental. And then I, I, I thought I should comment on, on that video, uh, on that post um and mentioned my name so that people knew who i was so i commented on the on the post itself and um people started approaching me and um there was this dude who contacted me from daily mail australia that the newspaper and it was like oh i want to have an interview with you are you are you keen i'm like oh yeah no worries and i thought it would just be not a normal interview but when the interview was um posted um again it became viral everybody was talking about it and uh everyone was like oh, go check it out now it is on daily mail i'm like Oh, what's going on here man i didn't expect it at all and then on, I, I was i was the topic on a couple of radio shows here in sydney and um it was just mental man like at the end of last year every everything was like you know unbelievable uh, everybody was struggling with covid and shit like that but For me, it was a different world, and um, just because yeah, like I said, Facebook reminded me today of that memory. I just wanted to mention it here as well. Um, And uh, yeah, in addition to, um, if people are interested in music and they want to pick up uh, an instrument and stuff like that, obviously, yeah, like I said, push, push, push. Things like that can happen too, you know. And um, you never know. All of a sudden, you become (laughs) viral.
0: That's I am. I, I actually knew that I was just sort of just being cheeky, but um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to post the link to that, to that video in the interview. I actually had a little yeah. bit of a, 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 I guess you call it a semi-viral video as well. Um, Did, oh, I, yeah. did I show you the one about me and the onesie on, on national TV?
1: No, but can you send it to me,
0: please? <laughs> yeah, I will. So I went on the game show mastermind. And for those of you who are unaware, you probably, well, some of you probably heard this story. The premise of the show is you get asked questions based on the topic you pick, and I chose the TV show Scrubs, um, and I wore a onesie that was that was made by the Scrubs podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Anyways, it was shared on the hosts, Mark Fennell's uh, Instagram story and Facebook. Went viral, had about half a million views across all platforms, and wow. I got to actually meet, I actually got to go on the Fake Doctors, Real Friends podcast and meet the actors that play Turk and JD of Scrubs. Um, oh yeah, nice. really cool. And then so from there, like I sort of went viral a little bit, and then that little bit further, and this little podcast shot to number one on the charts on oh, Apple yeah. and on Spotify in Australia. It was pretty interesting, man. So I, it's not oh, the it's same cool. sort of thing, but just having your time in the sun, I, I love it. I love that. It. it was so good, eh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a great feeling, eh? It's just amazing.
0: <laughs> and some random dude um, put a uh what it like started a reddit thread on me and they took the most like unattractive photo of me my head looks massive and um <laughs> the title of it was mega mind on mastermind because i'm bald <laughs> this prick <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shot me down and the first comment was that blokes that forehead's so big it's a five head <laughs> just <Yeah>. the absolute <laughs> roasting began and um
1: <laughs> yeah, it just went from there, Thanks, so what do you girlfriend. do hey? <laughs> It's so funny. In my case, they, they put a caption and the caption was Smoko in C major and it was just absolutely cool. And I was like, oh, that's, that actually is really good. Smoko in C major. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what you just bought
0: or what made you go, you know what, I'm just going to go tickle these ovaries and have a crack just because it was there.
1: Yeah, it was just there and I was having my um, my break. And, um, yeah, just because uh, it, it's, it's – uh, being a musician, you always want to try new instruments, regardless of what they are. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been playing piano here and there, but I just wanted to try that one to see how it sounded. So, um, yeah, I did that. And, yeah, obviously I became viral without my knowing. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> is, there a, is there like a um, an instrument that you've always wanted to pick up, but you never got around to it?
1: Uh yes I want to play violin and and I tried to do it once but um I mean with with the other instruments that I have like electric guitar and the bass and the piano which is a digital piano you can turn things down a bit but with violin you can't do that and I'm I'm living with in a in a share house with other people and um, I borrowed my friend's violin and started playing and within a couple of hours, they were like, fuck it, stop it, that's it, we can't do that. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> so, and yeah. the funny thing is with, with like other instruments, like say for, for piano, you can still play this, the note, you can make a note out of the instrument, um, but with violin and with the bow and everything, it's just hard to even make the note right. So it just sounds really bad. Initially, you know, so it's pretty hard. But I want to do that. So hopefully, one day when I have my own place, I'll have my home studio somewhere there, and I'll I'll pick it up again and I'll start practicing.
0: That's cool. I remember. Uh, so yeah, tickling that classically trained muscle that you've got in there as well. I remember. Um, do you know the the band the Jezebels? They're also from Sydney. Like, have you are you familiar with their music?
1: Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah.
0: So I've spoken to the lead singer Haley Mary. And the keyboardist um, Heather Shannon, and yep. uh, she she's classically trained, and um, but she plays a lot of like electric keyboard and orchestral stuff, and she actually yep. released a solo album last year of classical piano. She went to to somewhere in Scandinavia, I think it was Norway, but don't quote me on that. Maybe Finland, and uh-huh. she went back to her roots and released a like a, just a, a, a solo album of classical piano and. So, like, to sort of go between, you know, that rock sound and that classical sound, yeah, it must make it sort of more satisfying for yourself to sort of be able to to, to double between those worlds. Have you ever thought about, apart from obviously the violin, have you ever thought about chasing more of a classical sound for future works or not really?
1: Um, well, not with temptress because the the vibe is different. But I I have been doing some stuff and for my own, like, not solo work, but I've been doing with, um, with other artists as well um, that I would incorporate um, other instruments in a rock song and stuff like that. Um, and fusions, I mean, similar fusions like rock and uh, traditional music or rock and classical music, um, it sounds good because the base of um, the rock music and the metal music, if you go through the, the history of it, 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 they both come from classical music. I mean, yeah, we've got blues and rhythm, rhythm and jazz and stuff like that. But if you go through the history, it's just the um, same scales that they use in classical music. We're using in, in metal music, same with the blues, same with the jazz. So um, the mixture of the two, um, it sounds really good. And obviously, there are so many bands around doing symphonic stuff, which is basically the same thing. Metal music um, combined with orchestra um so yeah
0: i dig that yeah i one of the i went to a just a random pub gig one day and um it was a, a lead guitarist a singer and this big like violin looking thing and i realized later on it was a it was a double bass double and bass, uh, yeah. some of the sound kind of, i was like oh, i love music i can't play it for shit but i'm pretty good <laughs> i'm pretty good at selecting play on my spotify <laughs> yeah, yeah so coming coming up towards the end of the podcast i I wanted to thank you for your time, Nadi. and um, sure, and just to say, as a fan, uh, thank you very much. I, we all as Temptress, your legion of fans. I, I don't know, don't know if you have a specific name for the Temptresses, but um, you know, I know I speak for a lot of us when we say we're looking forward to the next album and looking forward to seeing what you yourself do with your with your own stuff. And um, I want to say thank you for your time and uh, just. Yeah, man, I, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're an absolute champion, and um, sure, I'm looking forward bro. to looking forward to seeing his play.
1: Awesome, thank you very much, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person, hopefully on in Frankie's <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in two days. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time, bro.
0: That's all right. And I'll, what I, yeah, what I'll do again is I'll post the links to your YouTube clips, uh, links to the website, tour dates, and also links to your socials as well. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to close out on?
1: Yeah, awesome. No, that's about it, man. Just uh, um, letting my friends know where, wherever they're listening to this podcast. Just uh, if we're having the shows around you guys somewhere in, in your city, please come up to our uh, gig and say goodbye. And uh, we're gonna have a skin or two together.
0: Awesome. And as well, we'll keep an eye on. We'll keep an ear out to what's happening in Iran, and hopefully things start to ease and. We're able to find that peace that we we so we so desperately all want, um, and we all as a human race we all deserve to have as well. So, hopefully yeah. things get better there. And as I said, man, thank you very much for your time. I'm grateful. Thanks, brother. And thanks everyone for listening. And I promise the next podcast won't take as long to come out. And as always, I'll see you all next time. Bye for now.